Before I start, I wish to acknowledge the custodians of this land, the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation, and their elders past, present, and future. I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of the city and this region. Welcome to the Moonlight Conversations podcast. This brand new podcast, Moonlight Conversations, explores topics you and I want to talk about. Life, love, hopes and dreams, and everything in between. It tackles the discussions we have with ourselves and other people about our thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Most of all, it delves into why conversations are highly essential for physical, emotional, and mental well-being, and how our souls and spirits need them to thrive and not just survive. We all deserve to be healthy and happy, to shine and to sparkle. So join me in this journey. Start a conversation with me now. It can inspire people and change lives. Tonight, I'll be talking about why conversations are good for you, for us. First, I'll be stating the facts based on research and studies that we do have. On top of that, I'll be discussing the types of conversations that most people engage in. Secondly, I will be discussing the importance of conversations in everyday or daily life including the physical, emotional, and psychological or mental health benefits. Thirdly is the call to action, or I'll be giving you action points or top tips on how to engage or start a conversation or have a conversation with someone. Now, let's look at some facts, and this is quite disturbing, mind you. According to research by Beyond Blue, 1 in 14 women experience depression, whereas only 1 in 19 men experience depression. And then, 1 in 6 women experience anxiety, as opposed to only 1 in 9 men experience anxiety. However, both depression and anxiety can come at any age or affect any age group, they said. And then what's interesting is with the World Health Organization study, men, it says 
are three times more likely to die from suicide in Australia, 3.5 times in the U.S., and four times in Russia. Furthermore, it states that 40% of countries in the world have more than 15 per 100,000 men commit suicide, and only 1.5% of countries in the world have women commit suicide. So this is very interesting, you know? Now, let's talk about the types of conversations that we mostly engage in or have. First, a self-talk. Second, a small talk. And lastly, our substantial conversations. What is self-talk? Self-talk intends to direct speech at ourselves. It is defined as a verbal expression of an internal position or belief, meaning it expresses inner feelings, nonverbal thoughts, and intuitions about a situation through speech. There are actually two types of self-talk. One is overt, which can be heard, or covert, which is internal or can't be heard. Overt, for example, is situations wherein you say to yourself, oh, what have I done? I should have done this instead at work or something. Or looking for keys, which you've lost and saying to yourself, oh, where could have I lost them? Oh, did I leave them in the car park or something? Or did I leave it on the bench at work? Or did I leave them on the bench at home? Covert, on the other hand, is internal, which can be heard like thoughts that run in your head all day. For example, oh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Or I wonder how my family is over somewhere else or what am I going to do later on like go to the bar have a drink or just maybe relax at home and read a book now let's talk about small talk small talk is actually those ones where you talk to your workmates by the water cooler saying how are you and what are you doing today are you busy or talking to your neighbors saying how's your garden doing or the maybe the local grocer um saying oh what can i have today what's good or maybe talking to a stranger on the street saying oh where are you off to today and how are you doing something like that just short and simple and mostly superficial talk however they say that small talk is actually a necessary inactive ingredient towards 
substantial conversations. Now, substantial conversations, what are they? These are the conversations that we do have with our friends or family that are deeper and meaningful. Those that give you information or those that you learn something from or something new about. So these are conversations of substance. That's why they're called substantial conversations because they give you a deeper connection with your family and friends. And you just, like I said, might gain knowledge from it or it enriches your experience. Substantial conversations are what we really aim for. This is what they call real talk. Okay, so let's move on to the benefits of conversations. Studies and research have actually found that this communication is good, not just for physical fitness, but also for mental health and emotional well-being. When you have a conversation with someone, your body literally relaxes, your organs slow down, your blood pressure lowers, your heart rate stabilizes, your level of stress, anxiety, and tension decreases, and you become more energized. And that headache that you just had an hour ago, gone. Your shakes or twitch, gone. So when you have a conversation with someone, your state of mind's more focused instead of foggy. Your cognitive function and memory improves. You become more organized and a better problem solver. You gain other perspectives and broaden your knowledge. You have clarity. When you have a conversation with someone, you feel lighter in your chest. You feel a weight has been taken off off your shoulders. You are less angry and have less grudges. You feel both valid and valued, appreciated and loved. You feel whole and complete. You understand that you are enough. You resolve conflict and make connections and your heart may even flutter in a good way you cheer up you become less lonely and instead happier with self-talk it is a way of developing language too as a benefit and it keeps you or helps you stay stimulated during tasks and it also improves performance of tasks and enhances problem-solving skills like I mentioned earlier and it also regulates emotions according to studies as well other physical benefits include increased vitality greater life satisfaction improved immune function reduced pain 
and better cardiovascular health and physical well-being and a reduced risk of death and also less stress and distress. There are other general benefits to having conversations. According to a 2020 study in the University of Michigan, we become better problem solvers because of conversations that we do have and we improve our cognitive functions as well. I think I mentioned that on my blog as well on my website. And then there's also change or validate points of view when you have a conversation with someone. It's a means of social support. It's, you know, putting things in perspective. It builds resilience as well because you cope better when things don't go to plan. And most importantly, it creates, builds, and deepens relationships. And you know, this is what's interesting. It's entertaining and fun too. Most people don't, you know, remember that or forget that. You also have recognition, attention, or reputation when you have conversations and you also have organized thoughts as mentioned and then you get planned actions you consolidate memory modulate emotions influence decisions and motivate change or also lifts your mood Nicholas Epley, Ph.D., from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, says that connecting with others in meaningful ways tends to make people happier, yet people seem reluctant to engage in deeper and more meaningful conversations. This is because people underestimate how interested strangers are or friends are in that case, or family, um, and talking about their deeper thoughts and feelings. Another study states that both deep and shallow conversations felt less awkward and led to greater feelings of connectiveness and engagement, as well as enjoyment. Also, Conversations create connections or create connections. It helps you grow, sparks ideas, and creates synergy and forces you to articulate. You get a sense of value when you talk to someone because they challenge you and affirm you. And you get a new perspective, like I said. It may even start messages that get repeated and passed on. And it showcases your personality too. It is the lifeblood of and repairs relationships. It helps process pain and confusion. Self-discovery and discovery of new things is also one benefit and makes you attractive, inspires and motivates and we learn a lot from conversations. 
you know it also in regards to mental health it reduces stigma or stereotypes and you also do get to ask for help and you do get the chance to help others or educate them and then like I said relationships form and strengthens and you can express your emotions or encourage someone to seek out professional support it can boost someone's confidence and reduce the stress and influence health let me end with this now that the pandemic is over we can get to talk to each other again face to face just be aware that others also like meaningful conversations like you do and sharing something meaningful and important you'll get the same and you can have a better conversation with someone Now that we've discussed the many benefits of starting or having a conversation with someone, maybe try and reach out. Talk to someone. Start a conversation, whether it be just a simple phone call, a chat over online messaging or email, a catch-up over coffee. Start talking. This would help you and the other person. Now here are my top tips when starting or having a conversation with someone. First of all, ask how they are. Ask, how are you really? Ask about what's going on in their lives and ask about what they are thinking and feeling about those situations and experiences. Ask what they are feeling and thinking that way. Secondly, actually listen. Listen, listen, listen. Don't cut the other person off or interrupt them. A friend of mine back in primary school said that she was very thankful to me because she had someone who can just listen to her problem and not necessarily fix it. Just someone who was there, who was present, and who can be open to what she was saying. Be present. Make eye contact and be patient. However long a conversation goes for. Thirdly, do not judge. Make the other person feel safe. Make the other person trust you and Make the other person feel that they have good reason to trust you. Have an open mind. Try not to think negatively of the other person opening up to you. Next, empathize. Acknowledge the other person by nodding or saying yes or okay or say I understand every once in a while. 
during the conversation. Make sure the other person feels that you may not feel the same way, but that you understand how they feel. Empathy is so different from sympathy. Sympathy Mm -hmm. is feeling exactly the same way the other person feels, but that's not entirely true. Just make them understand that you know how they feel and understand it. Maybe share your experiences about when you felt something not necessarily the same, but something similar. Fifth, ask how you can help. And then help if you have it. If advice is sought, then give it if you have it. Give them resources for other people, groups, and communities that can help them too. Next is to follow up. Make time. Make sure you check in on the other person every so often. Make them feel you're always there for them. Let them know you still think of them. Just give them a call, send an email or chat, and just say, you know, I just want to check up on you. See how you're going. Lastly, repeat steps one through to the last step. In this case, practice makes perfect. So you have to do it all the time, every single time. Just practice, 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 and make sure that, you know, the other person feels that you value them. We often hear that self-love is so important. We all know we need to take better care of ourselves, physically, mentally, and emotionally. If we are to be in a position to make someone feel better, then we have to ensure we ourselves are good first. Because as they say, you cannot pour from an empty cup. But in saying this, We need to look out for each other, too. Taking care of yourself is taking care of others around you, too. How do we make sure we are good? And how do we make sure other people, like family and friends, are good as well? You guessed it. Nailed it. Hit it right on the head. Start a conversation now. So that's it for tonight, folks. Thank you so much for listening in. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation tonight. Please don't forget to check back in or listen in again next Friday at 8 p.m. Perth time. Please also don't forget to check out my website, www.com conversations I never had with Luna.com. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe and God bless. Again, this is Anna.
Moonlight Conversations. Signing out. Good night.